make you so special? Why did he bless you? Think about it. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning. Got a smile when I say that shit. Ah! Now we're sorry. So now we're live. Now, now we're live. Now we're actually live <laughs> with yeah. Colin Wynn. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, known each other for a while. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. My name is Colin Wynn. Everyone, very nice to meet you. I've known Jordan probably, dude, like literally. I think probably since like the age of five or six, just from like mutual friends. I know our parents are friends. Totally. Totally. Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, just mutual connections, and then same thing with uh, Jake that I had on the other day. Like he just just constantly seeing you growing up, and it's yeah, kind of weird how like. Because both of you guys, like, you guys both kind of intertwined at different places. Like, you, we mm-hmm. both happen to have, like, different sets of mutual friends. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, sir. Yeah, no, that was really, I think, the big thing. Like, we had so many friends in common that, like, we also hung out with, which is kind of cool. So, it was, like, a big group friendship there. So, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Bro. Yeah. You're a hell of a soccer player, too. Oh, hell thank of a you, soccer brother. Dude, I know, yeah, that's one thing, like, that attributed to, like, us growing up and hanging out. Dude, with, We'd always uh, see each other playing. Playing soccer, bro. Yeah, we both played for St. Louis Scott Gallagher, the same club, so we would always see each other at, like, practice and stuff, and I know your team was kind of a rival of mine growing up. St. Louis Scott Gallagher, Ireland at one time, and then Green. You changed the name. I, remember I only played the last two years Oh, you only played the last two Two years on that team, but yeah, dude, I remember still, like, that was a big rivalry, I remember, bro. And then, totally. In high school, you played for Tim Lane, I went to St. Dominic, so... Yeah, dude. And you guys went undefeated and won the state championship your junior year? Yeah, my junior year, yeah, And then bro. that same year, because we played in the state championship the that. game before you guys. Yeah, dude. I and remember it, that. Like, we were literally watching you guys or, play. Or was it the other way around? Oh, actually, I think, actually, now that I'm going back, I think we played before and you played after. I think you're right, because yes. Logan Feldman, your goalie, he was on my club team, he ran up to me, he's like, let's fucking go, let's yeah, fucking bro. go. I know, he was into it, bro, he's a good guy. Good guy, yeah, good he's guy. A good dude, crazy, man. crazy dude, too. Yeah, dude, he's, he's, he's a good boy. <laughs> Baller, bro. He plays for Rockers now, but yeah. Good for so him. We play Good him, because yeah, I play for Umsul, so we play each other, bro. Yeah. So, so I, I said to, for you to pause that thought, what we were talking about before the podcast. Yes. So this is kind of the juicy part of it. Yeah, we were just kind of talking about before the podcast. It was just like philosophy, like kind of on a broad spectrum, philosophy and um, God and kind of the law of attraction, which kind of all go, I think, in one cohesive bubble. I, I would agree. But yeah, we were kind of just talking about... Um, how we were talking about like light and kind of like how darkness, like when you understand that like good itself is just a, or actually in ter- other terms, bad itself is just a lack of good. So good, if you're always in a realm of good and positivity, then you're only going to be receptive to that. Like the universe itself, and this kind of goes in the law of attraction, what I was talking about. Like if you throw a ball up, it's always going to be forced to go down. You're right. So if you force the brain into like thinking incredibly positive and you always put positive things in it, it will always receive the same thing that you put in. So like I say, if you go to the gym every day and you work your butt off and you say you run, I don't know, five miles a day, your, your body's going to be forced to burn fat because you're exerting energy. It's forced to react. So I think the brain... And get stronger. Your legs will be forced to get stronger. Yes, they'll be forced to get stronger. Like if you do do that, like a lot of people might go to the gym and not work very hard. But you maybe went to the gym, but you didn't work hard. So your body really wasn't forced to actually be putting that you know, situation where it's forced to grow muscle and forced to like burn fat. Right. So I think the brain's the same thing, dude, is that if you do self-aware and consciously, and this is where it's hard, if you do put in the work to always be receptive to positive vibes, always be loving and always like, you know, I mean, say you're trying to chase a goal and dream, always be thinking about as if you were there already, your brain's going to be forced to react in, in a way that 
is almost similar to as if that was it's a reality already. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So like thoughts really create reality and people like aren't really receptive of that because they, you know, sometimes allow these bad thoughts to like get the best of them. But the thing is, and this is where meditation kind of helps. It's like, you know, you, you can control your thoughts, but you know, it's not letting like the bad, if you do have bad thoughts, it's not letting them get to you and letting them like, you know, set off bad vibes with you. Be aware that those conscious that consciously aware that these bad vibes are kind of entering your your consciousness. Yes, dude. Yeah. So like, and the same thing is with light. I mean, the Bible kind of talks about this too, and a lot of other like uh, ph- philosophical scriptures. They talk about like how you know light, like I was saying earlier, is it is is it of itself? It's not darkness. Like darkness isn't like um, something that like uh, you know a light would put out. It's not something that's put. It's just a lack of light. So God is like really just. I mean, or the devil or whatever. I mean, a lot of religions refer just like bad vibes, you know, dark energy. That's just a lack of good. So do you believe that hate is just a lack of love or do you think it hates its own entity? Well, I think hate is its own entity because it's a lack of love because it's still a reality. It's just something that when you have love, you're at the highest possible, I think, like vibrational frequency. And that kind of sounds like a hippie almost I'm talking about it, but... I don't... I, not to me. Not to no, me. I Maybe, know, maybe to some viewers, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, dude. But like, we were even talking about like Tesla before this. Nikola Tesla, I think one of the greatest minds on earth. He said that if you want to... overlooked. Most overlooked. Most well. overlooked, too. There's a lot of weird shit in terms of him, dude. Like, with how he had a lot of great ideas and like the government tried to suppress him and stuff. A lot of really? those ideas. Yeah. But we... I, we can get into that maybe another time because okay, that would okay. be a whole new like, <laughs> yeah. bro. That would be like, oh man, like a whole Bible's worth of information. That's but, actually surprising to me. I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. But he had a quote that said, like, if you want to understand the universe, understand, like, um, vibration, frequency, and, uh, wait, wait, what was it? It was vibration, frequency, frequency, energy, and vibration. That's what it was. Frequency, energy, and vibration. If you understand. If you want to understand the, the universe, universe, frequency, energy, and vibration. vibration yes. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I, actually, I'm going to look it up. Right now, I'm going to look it up just to be sure because I think that was what he said. But regardless, I'm going to look up the exact quote. But regardless, dude, when you understand, like, that makes things, when you understand that, it makes things a lot easier, bro. Nikola Tesla quote. I'm going to look it up right now just to see exactly. I don't want to misquote such a great mind. Well, I, I know uh, the, the most familiar reference that I have to this topic is yeah. that, besides the fact of, uh, like, Conor McGregor, who's a big proponent of, big fan uh, and Jim Carrey, who are like huge fans of uh, kind of creative visualization, and that you manifest whatever yes. is constantly on your mind. And whenever you want to drive that Ferrari, you you step in that car and you visualize, you pretend, like you believe, you really believe that you are there. You're holding that that wheel to the Ferrari, mm-hmm. and I I totally believe that. But the most the the thing that I'm most familiar with in reference to this is uh, Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich, and he says. That the, the mind is both a broadcasting and receiving set. Yes. And it, whenever you send out thoughts, it's gonna it's gonna send out a certain vibration into the universe. Yes. That other people are receptive of, and it's it's the same thing as like, like for example, like uh, this is so so one of my buddies back in I, I don't remember when it was it was a few months back, but I'm thinking about this dude. He lives down in Florida now. I haven't seen him in months. I'm just randomly thinking of this guy like this specific day. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I wonder how this guy's doing. I really hope he's doing well. Blah, blah, blah. Kind of put in the back of my mind. No joke. Like within 24 hours, I receive a text from him. Isn't that weird? I haven't weird, talked dude. to him in months. And that shit happens to you. Like if you start becoming consciously yes. aware of that, it happens frequently. Man. Yes. And I think the key, bro, is like being self-aware of it. Like because think about this. Like 
if somebody was talking in, in terms of like that whole same thing, because that is part of law of attraction, like like attracting like. You know what I mean? I, and like we were talking about this before, how like uh, the, the mind is almost like an algorithm. Just as like, you know how Google works, like an algorithm is just something like how the internet works. Like if you put in, um, say you want to see the EPL standings, English Premier League standings, you'll put in English Premier League standings, you'll get that inadvertently because you put that in. Right, right. So it's like, it's really just kind of putting in like the antidotes that will work for the universe. It's like, it's like um, glitching the system. Like you know how it's gonna work, you know what I mean? You kind of have to glitch the system. It makes the sense mind. though. If you if you if have you a know how it works, better understanding of how everything works in this world, then you can yes hack, hack the system. Hack kind the of system deal. exactly. Yeah, bro. And like I love that. A lot of philosophers talk about like Christ even said the truth will set you free because I think a lot of the problem is if we knew all the truths of the universe, like all of why we're here and stuff, there'd be no like longing for anything. You have all the information you need, but the key I think is is deciphering this information because the more we find out, the more we don't know. But the thing is, too, that, the, you know, the, just like as if you threw a ball up, it's going to be forced to come down. So the thing is, like, if you know how that works in the mind, if you always put good stuff in, you're always going to receive good. But, you know, back to what we were saying, like, with Conor McGregor and stuff and, like, the art of visualization, I think that's, like, a huge thing, dude. Because when you do that, you, like, it, it essentially creates reality. Like, thoughts eventually create a reality. If you thought of something so much, like, if you thought of depression so much and, like, just, like, depressing thoughts and just said, oh, my life sucks, my life stinks... And, I mean, it, it eventually will react to that and it will stink because I think when you find out that, like, you know, a lot of poor people and continents throughout the world where they're a lot economically deprived, a lot of my friends who have, like, went there, they said that it's really weird because these people are so happy, yet they don't even know, like, when they're going to have their next meal. I've heard the same thing. So it's it, crazy. It's seeing, like, it, happiness is not, like, a reality of what's around you. It's a reality of perception. And when you see that, it's like, wow. I, I, Things can be manipulated in your favor by just looking at them in a good way. Right. So, but yeah, back to the Nikola Tesla quote, dude. I, uh, it's all, it's all, you just have to adapt your paradigm. Because how many people do you know in the United States, the richest country in the world, the richest country this world's ever seen, yes. that are just miserable? Miserable, dude. And a lot of them miserable. are wealthy and rich, dude. Like wealthy and very wealthy and rich people. But it's, 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 uh, it's all perception of, you know, what you think your reality is. Because the reality, we all have different perceptions. So it makes our lives all different. And really, I guess, I mean, and the only thing that really, I, I, I mean, I think all of our perceptions matter, but the only thing that is going to influence you and how you feel is your own. Okay. And I think that's when, like, when we understand that, that, you know, we can really control things a little better and stuff, but yeah, dude. Yeah. But, oh yeah, what I was going to say before, bro, like, I wanted to make sure I didn't misquote that Nikola Tesla quote. This is what he said. He said, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Okay, that so sounds you, you a little better. It, it was, yeah, it was a little, a little bit more confused, but I didn't want to misquote. Yeah, but yeah, bro. So yeah, but that I think is uh, is a very influential quote because I mean, when you understand how things work, I mean, if, if you're gonna work on a car, I think if you, if you know how it works and you can manipulate it, you know, you know what's going on, you can fix it. So if you just know how things work a little bit more, and you know what I mean, well, even it, something that that it's applicable to something that's a little bit less tangible as well, a little yes. more tangible, like like maybe you don't have it physically there, like a car mm -hmm. engine that you're working on, like mm -hmm. you, you can identify the problem visually, mm -hmm. but like something that like, it is a, little like, a yeah. like a goal you're trying to manifest, like I want to work for Disney World, like how am I going to get there? I don't I don't fucking know, but all I know is I really want to, and yes, I'll, I'll figure it out along the way. And as long as that keeps the dominating thought, I believe I can do it. Yes. And that kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier, bro, on like synchronicities, uh -huh. how like uh, they are always happening in your life. And if you're more aware of them and kind of ask the universe and God help guide me, things of that nature, 
it kind of does happen and it's weird how like it's the universe is always awake and it's always listening but we think i think we get down on ourselves and we think it's sleeping we think it's not listening to us but right. that in and of itself is creating a reality to where it really isn't because we don't think it is True. Like, if you believe something enough it is a reality because it, it all this up here really is energy we just don't think of it that i think the mind's so weird just because like you literally can picture i can picture this whole environment we're in now but i can also picture it in my mind objectively and that like just shows it's like wow there's a whole new world up there we're like totally you know totally. what i mean dude so yeah and that just goes back to like how people use it to their advantage like conor mcgregor and stuff as you were saying so and it really works for him dude because the universe it's forced your mind and your body and everything around you is forced to react to what you're thinking so yeah bro it's really and the whole cool. subconscious mind ties into there too yeah. and how that somehow I guess these thoughts if they're dominating your mind then they're going to reach your subconscious mind and that's going to help manifest your whatever you would like to bring into yes. your reality yes sir bro yeah dude it's really interesting how that works dude very I know very. dude and it's really weird how uh, you know a lot of people like successful people have talked about using it to their advantage and I think I think the key is, you know, if you're always positive and always looking out, and you know, for, for the person around you. And I think, you know, the, the weird part is, is that the highest sense of, uh, I guess, feeling good in terms of that nature is like when you do things for others. But it's a lot of people don't really believe that. But like, um, it, it is true, dude. Like how when you I, even I felt that before, like, you know, when you're feeling selfish, you don't you think you're winning because you have more of something. Right. But when you start to like and you give that to someone else, there's like a weird chemical reaction in your brain. There really is. That really makes you feel like, dang, this is like really the reason why we're here. And I think if there wasn't love in the world, then I think there'd really be no reason to even be here because that's really just that's the, the, the energy, like the God frequency that we can't explain, you know? Totally. And totally. that's where I think God exists is in the realm. Like, and there are different love. ways to give back as well. Like, yes. It, like it, I, I really am not done a great job. Uh, I did some volunteering, but it was required because I got an alcohol charge. Whole other story, but uh, yeah, bro. I, I did some volunteering for the boys and girls club, and it actually did feel good. I'm like, I mean, I had two choices. Whenever I went in there, I could be a piece of shit and be like, I don't want to be here, or I could have fun with it. So knowing me, I chose mm-hmm. to have fun with it, and I, I really formed like a relationship with these kids, and I really enjoyed it. But since then, I haven't really like given back too much. Mm-hmm. But I have in the sense. That, for example, like every time there's a the, on campus in Missouri State, there is a uh, subway that I go to very frequently, yeah. and every time I'm there, every time I make it a point to like make these people's days, and That's I would awesome. say nine out of ten times I do. Like I I address them by name, I make jokes with them, and like almost every single time, you could just tell like. They're just in a lifted mood that whenever yeah. they were autonomously like saying, "What do you want? What kind of exactly, bread do you want? bro?" Like, like they're 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 smiling, they're giggling, and that uh-huh. feels so fucking good. It does, dude. It feels so good that I have this gift of humor, this gift of uh, making somebody else feel important, somebody else feel special. Because we've all been there, we've all worked a shitty job that we don't mm-hmm. like working. Nobody wants to work at Subway, man. Like, you might as well make those people feel as great as you can in that five minute time span that you have with them exactly bro and like dude i think that in that really kind of goes back to like what we were talking about earlier too like in the law of attraction because you set a goal in your mind to make their day you actually acted upon what would cause you know a situation you acted upon the fact of being more happy being more enthusiastic than the average joe and that in result changed their day it changed their perception because you made that self-conscious goal in your brain your body reacted and then they reacted inadvertently to like what you were saying. So like that just said, if you have like goals in mind and you like reach those, I mean, if you do the things that that will accomplish, that will result in the goal being accomplished, you know, like I said, the universe is forced to re- 
to react. So but that's really cool, dude. Like when you uh, like create, kind of create, you create your own energy by like just being good and being nice to those people, dude. So like, human beings are extremely receptive to that. They are, bro. Like, are, I think, I think even the most like evil people, but deep down, I mean, they're they can always be converted to good. Totally. But it's just really hard. I mean, they have to like accept it themselves. It's like the opposite of Harvey Dent. <laughs> yeah, it really is, bro. I know. Kind of ironic, dude. Yeah, he's a goofball, but. But, but yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> on this topic, I know, I know. In this day and age, everybody's always trying to tell you what to watch on Netflix. Like, watch this, watch this. But mm-hmm. there's a very good documentary uh, called The Secret. It came out in 2003. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, dude. It's exactly what we're talking about. Exactly. Right and there's a lot of uh, the cool part is, um, you know, like I'm kind of the guy, and I know you are too, bro. Like, if, if we're gonna see something, I kind of like having studies based upon it, or at least some type of like scientific background um, of truth. Just um, you know what I mean? Just really just of objective truth. And when I saw that show, it's called The Secret. I'd recommend everyone check it out. It's really cool. Really it's cool. kind of on these same like philosophical terms we're talking about, law of attraction. But they were talking about the, really kind of the same stuff we are, dude. Like how one of the biggest secrets is that like you can control your reality by like using, you know, the, the glitches in the universe to like to react, I guess. I mean, like if you're always putting out good, you know, I mean, dark, like I said, like it's good. It's just, you know, it's... It's the opposite of a lack of light. It is light. You know what I mean? Just like darkness is just a lack of light. So darkness and bad just can't exist. Yeah. Because it's, it's not – it's forced not to exist It's because it's the opposite of that. Do you, you think I mean? it always will exist? Do you think – do you think it's, it's even possible to have one total uh, – one extreme and not have the parallel opposite? See, I think we're all kind of living in that, dude, is that we're all living in a life that, you know, we have – we have good and bad. That's the crazy part about it because bad is just like a lack of good, but we're not always in good. You know what I mean? We're not always in the realm of min- a plus. We're sometimes in the realm of minus. Regardless of what social mean? media might Exactly, bro. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, dude. And that's where like it's really tough, dude, is because like, we're always in a state of, you know, we have goals. We're always in a state of the past, future, and present because we have goals, but we're listen- we listen to like what we've done in the past. We listen to our doubts from the past. And, but we're also in the present. And I think we can live in the present. If we choose to, of course. If we choose to. And that's what the always crazy is. Like, it, it's, I think there, we have to consent to everything, but a lot of the stuff we don't even, we don't realize we have the power to consent. So we just give in to like, you know, what we think we deserve, which sometimes a lot of people think it's, you know, bad and negative stuff. Right. But we always deserve good. And that's the thing. It's, and you can recept to this, you know, through prayer and meditation and, you know, living a healthy lifestyle, it's a lot easier to do that. You know what I mean? There's right. not as much fluff in your way and stuff that are blocking it. So, yeah, dude. That is kind of weird how uh, how it can just clear your mind. It's like, yeah. Because like you, like you were saying, like the brain's kind of like an algorithm. I like to kind of see the brain as a computer, even though it's... it's it is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like a computer, like which, you know, computers have algorithm-based things like Google and stuff. But you know what I mean? Like it is. It's so much. Like clear that history. Clear that search engine. Like, yes. And just just focus on the present. Just yes, be aware. Dude. Be there. Yeah. That's really what it's about. Like I noticed. Uh, I was. I got this new app. Actually, it's really cool. It's called Headspace, and it helps. With, it's like guided meditation. Okay. And a guy on there. Um, I saw him the other day on a uh, Jimmy Fallon. He was on a uh, or yeah, it was Jimmy Fallon, not Jimmy Kimmel. I was gonna say, is it Jimmy Kimmel? It's a soothing voice. Jimmy, oh bro, it's literally the most stereotypical. It's it's a British guy who's like really soft and tone, and he's a bald dude too. So I think he was. I think he, they were saying he was a monk at one time. So he, dude, his voice, dude, he's so chillaxing, bro. Like it literally, his voice is like, you know, it's 
They're like drinking a beer, dude. It's like it's, it's something where I, you just want to be in the blissfulness of it. But it. Hey, what, Colin. Waterfalls. Tri- tri- I know. Trickle, seriously, dude. water. <laughs> it was interesting, but he uh, he talks about like how meditation really it's a lot of people's perceptions of it can kind of cloud what it really is because we go in with meditation like thinking you have to do you have to, my bad you have to do so much. When really, like, what meditation is in the most basic form is kind of just sitting and allowing your thoughts to be. It's just sitting. And it's then when you start so to do that, hard. your thoughts kind of... It's so simple. It's so, so simple, yet so hard. And sometimes, like, he, uh, like he'll guide you through the meditation. Like, that's the most basic definition of it. It's kind of just sitting and being in the blissful, like, just the frequency, bro, of good. If you want to, you know, just be like, I'm good. Like, you know what I mean? But um, I think... Uh, What's different than that kind of um, is visualization. I think people get like visualization and meditation mixed up. And I think visualization is a form of meditation, but it's not the meditation that I think, you know, like a lot of the monks use and stuff. I mean, right. But, but I think that is a a common misconception as well. Yeah, dude. Like that's the, I mean, see, like when I meditate sometimes too, though, I do visualize like good things happen to me and stuff. But I think um, like the most basic form of like meditation in terms of sitting is just, I, the hardest part is to start. So I think if people can just have like, you know, the mental point just to sit and not control their thoughts, it's a lot easier that and way. Establish at the beginning, I think. Yeah. Beginning at the habit. And then other things too, like, you know, when you sit bed at night, you meditate. Meditation is kind of like a broad term. It's like exercise. You know what I mean? It's like there could be so many things you could do for exercise. So true. So true. But there's many different workouts of it. So Great think, comparison. Yeah. Way. So like the meditation that I'm talking about in that basic form is kind of like at the beginning when you're you know, manipulated by like, what should I do? How do I do this? I think the easiest part for people is just to sit and just focus on your breathing really because the, the oxygen that you breathe has like a, almost like a lot of, uh, I, I wouldn't say vitamins because it doesn't have vitamins, but in terms of that similarity, I don't really know what to call it. A lot of like good, I guess, good feely stuff. Like when you breathe and you have a lot of energy, you feel more relaxed and stuff. I, I knew so. whenever like you breathe in, you take a deep breath when you're in that state of mind, when you're, you're meditating, clearing your mind like mm-hmm. that. You, you kind of associate it with uh, just calmness. And, yes. Yeah. Yes, dude. And that really what it is because, I, I don't know, when you're focused just on your breathing, you not only get, like, more air, and when you have more oxygen in you, you are more relaxed. And mental clarity as yeah, well. Yeah, you have more mental clarity because I think you're focused more just on your breathing. And what breathing is, I mean, it's literally just being in, in, in the just the, the, the now because every breath is of itself. It is an up and a down, just like, you know, like the sea. It's, you know, just in the moment. Like, it, it's not you know, worried about the future and, you know, impressing so many people with like what they think and stuff. Cause if you're always doing good, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, dude. Totally. Because good objectively is what everybody really, I think strives to be, or at least, you know I mean? Like the it's, universe it's, it's, wants it's them to be so open to interpretation that maybe yes. somebody sees doing good is eliminating the whole entire Jewish population. Like, yes, you know dude, what I mean? Like that is the thing. It's like, if somebody that's, that really is like, do you think he was thought good? he was doing good? <laughs> dude, honestly, you know, it was somebody so psycho like that. Like, it's hard to really know what exactly he thought because even what he say he could think, I guess, like he thought maybe what he was doing would be good, but it objectively, like, you know, like that wall's black. It is what, you know, I mean, it's not white. So like the thing is, even if he thought it was good, it wasn't objectively good. Right, Like right. he might've thought it was good, but he was wrong because he thought that, like no matter what. So the thing is, I don't know if he thought. I, I really don't know. I think um, he, even in his book, uh, Mind Kampf. You uh, read his book? I haven't read his book, no. But I was listening to like a few people um, like yeah, speak on that too. book and how like really what he writes about is like just converting people to like a belief. 
even when I think it's false. Like, you know how I can... And you could like, argue that's brainwashing. That's, yeah, really, that's what he talks about. It's just like, you know, manipulating people in, in a brainwashed way to, like, believe what you're saying even when it's, like, not true. And I think what he did, I'm not really, really going to, like, go dip in this because I'm not, like, super familiar. But I think, he, like, he lied to a lot of the German people, too. Like, the early stages of concentration camps, like, he, um, he said he was giving, I think, like, poor Jewish families housing. Like free housing and stuff. I believe that. But really, he was, I think, killing them and exterminating them. Because I remember the, uh, I read something on this like a few weeks ago. And he, there was uh, in the early stages of the concentration camps when he was Honestly, converting. I would hope so. I would yes. hope so because that means that the entire population of Germany was backing him. And I just, I refuse to believe that. Yeah, I know, dude. I, I hope. I'm I, skeptical. I don't refuse to believe it. But. Yes, dude. No, I know. Like, I was kind of like that too, dude. Like, yeah, like, I, I, I kind of think the same thing. This is just like what I read. And they said that, and that guy was like, if you're like killing that many people, dude, like how does people not know? And I think it was almost like, you know, like it was speculation, like you were, you were saying, like, I agree with that, dude, because I was really speculate, like I wasn't, I didn't believe when I heard, but they said the Red Cross like used to go and do, uh, I guess, inspections of these concentration camps. Cause he said they were just like housing for poor Jews. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And stuff at the beginning phases, but really he was like killing them and exterminating. And they were actually like the, I think one of the first tours they did, um, they were pretty impressed, but eventually, you know, like word got out that he was doing that on a large scale and eventually like you didn't have inspections from the red cross because i mean he's committing war crimes on a, on a, on a like a second basis so right right yeah dude he, he he's crazy but they were saying yeah in his book mind Kampf, he talks about a lot of how he used uh you know like manipulation skills to convert groups of people into thinking things they probably never would like wow. if if he didn't do that so yeah dude it's really weird he's he's a psycho dude but how do you yeah. call my hero psycho? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny, bro. But yeah, dude, I mean, he, yeah, he's he's crazy. But he did write that. That book's pretty. I've never read it, Mein Kampf. But well, you could you could always like apply like duality to that, in that he's using all these these techniques to brainwash people to like to like he's using them for bad, obviously. But, yes. Like you could always apply that same thing for good, and like kind of. Maybe get yes. somebody who's out in a negative rut out of a negative rut or something. Exactly. I mean, I'm not familiar with the book, but I'm, I'm just saying. Like, I'm not either. Really I think bro. it could be used for good, most likely. Yeah, dude. And like, I think that's where you have a lot of like good prophets who come and they try to release information. Like Hitler, like was saying something that he wanted people to believe that was false, mm-hmm. but he did convert a lot of people to believing that. You know, I mean, so even though it's wrong, he still converted a lot of people. And like, you can use the same thing for good. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of these prophets, like Mahatma Gandhi, uh, Jesus Christ even, like, all of them came to preach a message to help liberate people and free their brains and their right. bodies and minds by giving them truths to follow and help them feel good and help out the world in a better place and, and, and give them enlightenment. And that's where I think people do use that for good, you know what I mean, like these prophets have and philosophers. So, yeah, it's really interesting to think of that, dude. It is. So, it yeah, is. bro, I know. Yeah, it's intriguing. There's a lot of information so, out there. You... He, I think we've talked enough that I, I can really back you on this. And yeah, Jake Jake also said you were a great conversationalist, and I already knew you were, obviously. Oh, thanks, bro. I but that. I, I think we're deep enough into this conversation that I would persuade you to start your own podcast. Okay. Dude, honestly, <laughs> I was thinking about that. Honestly, I know we were talking about this before, too, bro, but I was actually thinking about that because um, I'm into music, dude. I just you know bought like a new like recording microphone to like record some tunes on, and... I was thinking do you have a SoundCloud anymore? You wanna... I do not see, like, the thing is, bro, like, I, I've wrote music for a long time, but I, I haven't necessarily pursued it. My brother is, like, he's, he's, he's a full-time musician, lives in Nashville and stuff. So Good for him. His name's Matt Wynn. Yeah, he's a good guy, dude. But, um, see, like, uh, we make a little bit different kinds of music. Like, I'm more into, like, kind of rap and stuff. And not, like, your stereotypical rap, but, like, it's, 
it's I don't know it's more like influential I talk about like a lot of philosophy through it and I've wrote a few songs but I haven't um, recorded them yet and that's okay. why I got this mic kind of helped me do that dude but I was thinking about that yeah dude like podcasts would be fun bro because you can just kind of have the freedom to talk about you know certain subjects that anything anything you want to really talk cool, about dude. really yeah dude so and it's, it's all up to you it's all like literally in the confinements of wherever you want so yeah bro I know dude I, I was thinking about that and I was like it would be fun to start your own podcast I think the big thing is dude it's just like when you have a chase your dreams really I think that's the big thing but uh you know when you have society telling you that you're like it's easy you know it's easier just to go work like a nine to five day job and that's good I understand like you have like I, I work a nine, like a nine to five not a nine to five but I work a part-time job right like that in terms of in terms of what I'm doing it's at a nursing home but still it's I mean, it's not like something where it'd be like somebody's dream job. Totally, but you totally. have to do that to support other things, too. And I think, um, you know, I think life's too short not to chase something you love and instead waste a lot of time doing something you don't enjoy just because other people told you not to and to follow your doubts. Which doubts are just like, they're bad, bro. Like we were talking about. Like, which, and if they're bad, they just lack, they lack the light. They lack what's good. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think you'd be great at it. I really do. I think you'd, I think you'd be awesome. And I think... I know me personally, I've learned a lot already. I mean, this is episode number 40, and the first 10 and only had one guest. It was my grandpa who I've had countless <laughs> number of conversations with. But the, yeah, dude. the last 30, dude, like, it's insane how much you learn just from having different guests on. And, like, You're right, bro. Just talking about whatever they want to talk or whatever you want to talk about, whatever they want to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, dude. It's a, it's a great learning experience, and I, I think you, you have a knack for it. I think you'd be Thank great. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's something I've always kind of wanted to do was, uh, like, I've always knew I, like, wanted to kind of just help people, like, really in the most basic and broad term, just help them. And I really started taking an interest in, like, philosophy, and I've had a lot of, like, good the, theological type of influencers. Okay. So that, like, has just sparked, like, an interest in me to, like, really go and, like, search for a lot, like, of in, in, information just in general of how to help me. Like mentally and things to help me like totally. expand my consciousness, kind of. And you know, when you understand, like, uh, when you understand that, like, you know, podcasts and things of that nature are like a platform to do that. I think that's like when you have a goal, a goal in mind that really is to help other people. I think it's that just for me is a little more motivation. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah, bro. That, that that is a big goal of mine. Like behind this all, like mm-hmm. like pushing. Uh, I, I think the intentions are good, and I think. Yeah. Dude. I think uh, I I really want to give somebody an outlet that maybe didn't have it because I know like we were talking about Joe Rogan before yeah. this and he really changed my life and made me think about things completely different and I, I, if I would have never had that outlet I wouldn't be who I am today yeah. and I would like to really really just give people that outlet give people uh, kind of give people liberation to their own thoughts and like mm-hmm. be yeah. more control of that exactly bro introduce like, them to new ideas and that's like that dude that is that is totally true dude and that's like the thing man like um you know i think we have a lot of information on earth that it's like what i what i call diamonds in the rough you know what i mean like a lot of diamonds are found in like the most rural places on earth but diamonds are very valuable like people want diamonds they'll pay a lot of money for them right and it's not like the diamonds are going to grow legs and walk up to these jewelers and be like, hey, I'm a diamond. I want to be sold. <laughs> so what metaphorically I'm saying is, is that like these diamonds have to be found in order to be like considered valuable. Right. So these thoughts and stuff are there. It's just people aren't trying to really like search for them or find them. They can't find them. Like they're there. They're really valuable. It's just they have to be put in front of people to them for understand. So, I agree. I so agree. That's the thing. I think we have to put these information, this information, which is similar to the diamond. Instead of just being in a bush that no one sees, we have to put it out in front of people so they totally. can, so they can see it. Totally. And like I think um, I need some effective marketing like we were talking about before. What's that, bro? I need some effective marketing like we were talking. Oh, about I feel you, dude. Yeah, dude. Like that, I think will help anyone, dude. With this day and age, like information, um, 
no, and no matter how like good something is, you know, if it's not promoted right, I think it won't get in front of people's eyes. So, but no, I feel you, man. Yeah, dude, social media too. That that's huge now, bro. That's big time. So that's where a lot of like most of the stuff gets popular too. Is social media. So yeah, bro. It's a way to market it. It is. It is, dude. Yes, sir. So you want to talk about some of these new rappers? And yes, dude. I think we gotta share the same opinion about these new rappers. Yes, dude. Um, see, I think the thing with music now, um, not as much actually music. I'd say more like rap and hip hop. Is that like it's um you know I like how everybody's like there I understand that like the great part about music is everybody's their own they're their own person they have their own way of doing things but um you know I'm not here to like bash any rappers at all because what they're doing is phenomenal still because they're very wealthy they're influencing a ton of people and they have like a, a brand and they have created their own sound yes dude yes but I think like the thing is it's that you know a lot of people are considering you know I don't care like what Lil Pump like a lot of these photographers like yeah let's, let's name about. some of the rappers we're talking about like yes. Lil Yachty Lil Pump like Lil Yachty Lil Pump like people like that a lot of what I call like the mumble rap where it's not very intellectual and stuff like what they're doing I think in and of itself is phenomenal because they are still popular and they're promoting a brand and they're the whole part about that is being a, like a great businessman and like Lil Yachty all of them are great businessmen they're phenomenal and they're great influence I get I mean they they influence a bunch of people undeniably so but objectively their music I don't think is like talented rap that like logic if you listen to like logic or you know like Eminem like what rap is you know what I mean it's like really spitting bars like getting to the core of like what a lot, I think a lot of these people is classing a lot of these rappers that aren't as good are classing classifying themselves as as rappers but really I think it's just like a new genre of music that they kind of made it's like, a, exactly it's like mumble it rap honestly and just like catchy flows and stuff which is good I think catchy flows and a lot of it could be considered R&B but those aren't like the guys that we're really talking about here it's more like guys like the mumble rap like Lil Pump and stuff and I, I'm telling like it doesn't matter like if their music I guess is bad if it's popular because that's all that the, really the goal is in mind for people but I think um, a lot of those guys do. I think they could use their talent for better things in terms of like making a little better music, but they're still popular. But that's right. Yeah, I, I, was, I was talking about that earlier with you, bro. Like how uh, really the rap game, especially. And uh, my brother, he's a country musician. He was even saying like how country music is kind of changing from what it used to. It's at a much slower pace because to make country music, it's you have to be kind of more objectively talented. You have to carry. You can carry a note. Right. You know what I mean. You have to, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, these yeah, guys. Yeah, they don't have to like sing as much. They can use auto tune and manipulate that. But um, they, that's that's where it bothers me. And yeah, maybe it's just something within myself. But I, I think music, I, and it, it, I don't know. It's just it's not really inspiring lyrics. Like mm -hmm. Twenty One Savage. Like who, who's really benefiting from? Is society gaining anything from him being? I mean, that's what famous? I'm saying. Like, like I mean, we might. He makes a few. I mean, he's like. Don't get me wrong. Like. If anybody's popular, they did, they worked incredibly hard, no matter if they're good or Absolutely. bad, to get to that point. And you can't take that away from And you can't take that away from because I'm not saying, dude, like music, I think your talent is only one-tenth of it. And a lot of times, dude, if you're extremely talented, a lot of times people don't want it because now what gets popular is really catchy music. So you know, you got to know how to like, how, how you're the, the audience works. Like, you got to be yourself. But you got to understand that like, okay, that music that gets really popular now is like really catchy. So maybe I can make it catchy, make them listen, and then... You know, it's just it's a little sad for me because I think a big part of the music is the lyrics, and I think, yes, dude. I think that's a huge part of the music that I most enjoy has some meaningful lyrics to it yes. that have actually changed my perspective on the way I see things. Or like they'll tell like a meaningful story or something, yeah, any, anything like that. And then these these people like I, I think Future falls into this too. I'm not a huge Future yeah. fan either. I think he's uh, I think he I think the thing that bothers me the most about mm -hmm. all these guys is. 
I feel dumb listening to it because of something something with the, the beats. I don't know what it is. And then the the lyrics are not thought-provoking whatsoever. Yes, I know. I, I agree, bro. And, like, that's what I was saying, dude. Like, if they want to, like, I don't care. Like, a lot of their music, like, is pretty hedonistic in terms of, like, what I mean is, like, it's, like, a lot of self-pleasuring stuff. Like, a lot of their stuff's talking about, like, you know, I mean... Doing lean and popping zans, which like a I, lot more drugs yeah, than a lot what more used drugs. to be discussed. And like smoking music. weed, like I love how like well, Wiz talks about like smoking weed. I think that's kind of cool because I mean, he's not talking about like doing like hardcore drugs. I mean, that's no, part no. of his brand too. Is like you know, I mean, but he, like, he is the stoner rapper. Like he is a stoner rapper. Stoner rapper, it'd be Wiz Khalifa. Yes, like, he doesn't <laughs> talk about like popping zans and stuff. And like they can, if they do that, they can talk about. It. I'm not saying like the whole part of the music is you can talk whatever you want. But I have a problem when people like Lil Pump and like. His fans say he's better than people like um, Logic Cole. or J. Cole because objectively, like, he's not. You know what I mean? Like, he's not better than them because he might be catchier. in terms of rap, he might be catchier, but when you're, they say he's a better rapper, it's not true, bro. Because half the time they don't even rap. Like, a lot of, like, even his Gucci Gang song, dude, like, he talked about you know, the same thing, like, over and over. It's the same word over and over. And I'm not saying, like, dude, that song incredibly popular. It was like number three on Billboard, on Billboard Music, on world, on the world, on the world chart. But like we were saying, for what reasons? But for what reason exactly? And that just actually, I think, is um, and even dude, if you can promote that and do that, like he must have worked hard to do that. I mean, like that's not easy. And I'm saying, good for him. Like, dude, like those guys are are hard workers and businessmen to get even to that point. But it's different. Like when people, like I've seen stuff on on Twitter and stuff, and uh, people are like, "Oh, you know, like J Cole, like Lil Pump's way better." And I, I I don't really know if they're serious, but it's not true. You know what I mean? Like There's J no Cole, way. Logic, oh, Kid Cudi. I think Kid Cudi, he doesn't really he he spits, but it's just more like the kind of you know the flow he has. But I'm saying like he brings, he's not as those kind of mumble rappers are not as objectively talented as like Logic and stuff. Right, right, yeah, dude. And I guess it's open to everybody's own and subjective interpretation. It is, it, it is bro. And that's what I was saying. Like. I'm never gonna tell somebody what to think, but yeah, bro. No, yeah, yeah I can. Like agree they can listen to who they want to, but you know what I mean. Like, and I'm not ever gonna bash any of those guys because they're if they're where they're at because they worked hard for it. But in terms of music, truthfully, um, they're not like as as talented. I don't think, or they, maybe they are. They just haven't shown it as like logic in them. You know what I mean? So do you so, think? Do you think they have an obligation because all these all these younger kids, all these kids our age, but whatever age, it doesn't matter. People are looking up to them, regardless if they want it or not. Yes. And I've heard of this argument, like, on both sides. Like, well, I didn't want, like, like if people look up to me, like, like who, who cares? Like, but do you think they have a sense of obligation to be the best person they can be? Or do you think there is a problem with them promoting Percocet? Like, like Future's lyrics are literally uh -huh. Molly Percocet. Yeah, Percocet, dude. Molly Percocet. Like, yeah. And I think, dude, like, uh, well, the thing is with that, dude, it's like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain because, like, I don't really know what they do in, like, their regular life. And that's, like, fine. Even if they don't do it, they can rap about whatever they want. Like, music's the great part about it. It's so free. It's, like, you can talk about whatever you want. And I'm never going to tell anybody what to talk about. Because if it's getting views, bro, it's getting views for a reason. But I think, like, the underlining view is that, like, you're seeing a lot of famous rappers not get as much, uh, like, you know, like, hype as people who are a lot, of, a lot of the mumble rappers, you know, who can be replaced by anyone. But the thing is, I like how you call them mumble rappers. Yeah, a lot of them like that are mumble rappers. But the thing is, dude, it's like these guys, like, um, you know, I mean, they've worked. I guess they've worked hard, but they're they're objectively like not as good as some of these, like Logic and J Cole. Right. So that's where like I have a problem. But like, 
Uh, oh yeah, you're saying about Molly and Percocet, dude. Like how future and people like, are talking do, about drugs. Do they have an obligation? Do they have a moral and ethical obligation with all these young kids looking up to them to not preach drug use? Instead, maybe preach something. Like you said, yes. I, I, I could never tell anybody what to rap about, but like, just they're not they're not preaching the greatest values to people, and people are receptive to that. They're picking up on that, and they're. I, I would assume that drug use is going to just increase with these these hardcore drugs that probably isn't the best for society. Yes, dude, and like yeah, that, and I kind of like got lost in that question because I was talking about it and then I kind of forgot what you said. But yeah, dude, um, that totally, bro. Like I think it's kind of a mix between society like already doing a lot of those hardcore drugs and wanting to hear people talk about it because a lot of this music, let's let's be real, it's like listen to it at parties. But the thing is, you know, I mean, I even hear like, you know. Uh, from like my little brother and his friends, which is fine. They're like in high school, and they uh, they listen to that stuff. You know, like when they're he's just like chilling and sitting, like listening, like you know, like Gucci Gang and stuff. And I'm like, bro, there's so much better music out there you can listen to. But when they're uh, talking about, they can talk about drug use stuff. But I don't think it's good for society. Like I think society wants that. Yeah, they want that. They want to hear that. I think a lot of like it's, it gets really popular. But I don't think it's like good for it. I mean, if you're talking about like. You know, maybe how, uh, if you're talking about like weed, like Wiz Khalifa, that's a different story, dude, in my opinion. But when you're talking about like Molly and Percocet, like a lot of people, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, people can do whatever they want. I'm not going to talk about like what I think about I don't, even, I don't even really know the effects of Percocet. I, I, I don't really honest. either, dude. Like, like, I'm not really like super knowledgeable in like a lot of like pharmaceutical pills at all. So I can't speak right. on any of that. But like, you know, I mean. I know for a people fact, though, that Xanax are not a good drug. No. Xanax are not a good drug. That's the thing, people. dude. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people are prescribed from a doctor, like, an actual prescription of Xanax. And it's made by professionals in, like, a, a good environment and stuff. So, like, when you take, like, say you take, like, a 5-milligram Xanax, I don't really know what the dosage is. But, like, if it's made from, like, a doctor right. and you get it prescribed, it's going to be 5 milligram. You know what I mean? Totally. But nowadays, like, even this is how Prince died and Lil Peep and stuff is, like, it's laced with, like, fentanyl. I've and heard like yeah. that. It's like a really deadly drug, and um, yeah, Xanax is usually made with a. It's like the strongest drug. opiate, right? Yeah, dude. Like the generic, like the generic Xanax shows, like Alprazolam. Like that's what it's made with. Okay. I was like, okay, yeah, it's like Alprazolam. Like that's what's in Xanax. But a lot of people make it with fentanyl, like to mass produce and stuff. And it's a really deadly drug. It's cheaper, and cheaper I'm, and stuff. Wow. And when you have a lot of people addicted to a drug, you grow a tolerance, and then they start to take more and more. And when you're taking more and more of a drug, and you're like, if. The thing is, you know, I mean, if you uh, say marijuana, for example, like uh, if you were to go to buy, you know, medical marijuana from a dispensary in California, you, you know, I mean, you could be able to see that in the plant. You, you know, that's marijuana, or you know what I mean, like or if you're familiar with that, like subject or anything. But with a lot of like these pills that are made on the street too, uh-huh. and like uh, Xanax, I know is mass produced in like what they call bars. I think people take like Xanax bars, and that can mass produced you don't really know what's in it like you look at it there could be anything in there you know what i mean and it's just so deadly because once you take it you put it in you you can't get it out you know that's what scary I mean? that's well, scary instead like if you were to like smoke a joint you know what i mean if you'd be able to see what's in it and stuff you'd be able to you know that's like marijuana you know so it's it's a little different i think these the two things are, are different but but uh, it is good that they're being produced in these in these companies if people are inevitably going to be taking these yes. substances then it's good that they're being produce there instead of like in a laboratory in somebody's basement or something you know like yes dude i mean they're made by like chemists like the, the ones that i'm saying like are uh you know like in pharmacies and stuff like right. you know, cvs and like get your doctor's prescription so at least i mean you could still easily od on those but you know that it's you're gonna get what you take or at least what it says on the bottle you know what i mean Absolutely. like on the streets you know you could have one next to another made by the same person but it could have way different you know 
chemicals or more of something in it. So right, it's very right. deadly, bro, because you just don't know what you're getting. But that's why a lot of people, are the, you know, famous musicians too, are addicted to these and they're dying. Like Lil Peep, who's a, who's a huge up-and-coming musician. I'm sure most people know who he is. And Prince, legend, the musician Prince. He died of an overdose of fentanyl, too. So, What did he take originally that was laced with fentanyl? Uh, see, I don't really know that, dude. Um, like, the thing is, like, fentanyl, I think... The thing is, I think he was taking painkillers, Prince. And it was laced with some fentanyl. But Xanax is not the same as, like, painkillers. It's, like, painkillers pain are, you know, really pain. Right, Xanax right. is, like, for anxiety. But, like, Lil Peep, I remember I was, uh, I saw something online, and it said he'd actually died. He had, like, a bunch of drugs in his system, but the fatal dose with an overdose of fentanyl, I think, mixed with, like, Alprazolam, which is Xanax. So I think what they do is they mix fentanyl with even, like, painkillers and Xanax, like, a bunch of different drugs that aren't even, like, really similar in terms of the effects, and they just mass produce it. So I really don't know what fentanyl does, like, in terms, like, if you were to take it, like, I know it's an opiate. That's all so I know. So it's about an, it. okay, bro. I feel you. like I I'm not gonna like speak on it because I don't know, but I just know for a fact that it's made with a, it's made and put in a lot of different pills, and it's really deadly. Dude, ethically, that is one of the most fucked up things I've ever heard. Like somebody should have total and complete sovereignty over what's going into their own body. That's gonna affect what's going on in their neurochemistry. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 just so wrong to me, and I don't know how yes. somebody else could do that to another person, but. Money, money, greed. That's money and greed. Actually, man. I do know how. That's exactly how it's. Fucking yes, it greed. is, dude. It really is greed, dude. And like, I, you would think even if these people are so selfish to not care about like somebody else's life in terms of like selling these and you know, at least helping promote somebody else's life getting fucked up, is to like at least understand that like you could get in trouble for selling it. Like True. you know, what I mean, these people are already selfish. They're they're not even selling like drugs that can kill people. So I think the thing is, dude, it's like. Uh, you know, nowadays with technology, if you text someone and you're like, hey, can I get, you know, like it's a drug deal and they're asking for pills or something of some sort, then uh, the, the government, if say that person were to, God forbid, overdose or something, or at least, you know, some law enforcement officer like looked at their phone, right. they'd be able to trace it easily back to that person and then through like the grapevine up to like whoever else they could find. But I'm right. saying like, you would think these people would be at least a little more, I guess, cautious. A lot of people, I'm sure they, they text on their phones, they don't. They don't, I guess, try to hide it in any way. So you would think at least no matter how – because they're already using it for selfish purposes like greed and stuff. But a lot of these people, I feel like, um, you know, you hear stories on the news about, like, drug dealers getting caught. But they just don't care even about, like, themselves. Right. Because, I mean, if you did care about yourself, you would would know that, like, hey, you actually hurt yourself in terms of spirit. All the justifications have to go down. And for what? For greed. For For greed, greed, bro. And, like, that's the thing, dude. Like, greed in and of itself is kind of – a conundrum, like a big conundrum, like a big clusterfuck because... What does conundrum mean? Like it's a big, um, I guess, it's a big confusion, dude. Like it's a okay. big conundrum, like it, it builds upon itself and it's it's kind of like a conundrum of opposites. Like, Because uh, greed itself is like you, you think you need more of something because you think you lack something. Like, you know what I mean? Like you think totally. you need more money, but really all you do is you think you need more money because you lack, I guess... Which giving is good because if you're... if you, if you want more, if you desire more, then that's a state of un, being unsatisfied. Yes, dude, which, that's a good way to look is, at it. Is good to an extent because then you can manifest more into your life, and you can you can get like closer to your goals. But yes, bro. 
That's a but great way to look at it. That's what I was thinking, dude. Desire is weird because you could. It, it, I've heard a quote about desire. If something along the lines, and like you, like you said with the Nikola Tesla quote, or like, yes, dude. I'm probably gonna butcher this, but it, it was something uh, along the lines of desire is just you being unhappy until you get what you want. Yes, dude. And you could. It, it kind of is in a way. It kind of is. You're right, bro. And like that. When you understand, like, I think God or, like, um, whatever people want to believe, like, just, you know, the wherever the, the high sense of good is where we come from. You know what I mean? Like, the high sense of good, like, the creator, whatever you guys want to put it into. I mean, but that – he's always talking to us, dude. And, like, through our feelings, no matter what state or area we're in, like, I think our feelings of, like, discomfort or comfort is God talking to us in a way. You know what I mean? Like, if you break your arm – Shit! Wow, I like this. You know I, I mean? like this where this is going. Yeah, bro. Like, if say for you to break your arm or you, like you have pain. Okay. The pain itself, I don't think it's really meant to like like cause you pain. Like, it's not like God being like, I want him to like inflict pain. It's really all it is is I think God telling you you need to like fix something. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, if in your car too, like if you're you're hearing a clink, that's just a sign like something's not working right. Like there's a there's a clink or something or your engine light comes on. It's just telling you something's not working right. But you have to go figure out what isn't working. It's like these feelings, if we like really look into them and like say uh, – like I was saying, like your arm's broke. It's just your body telling you that pain from your arm. It's telling you, hey, your arm's broke. Your body's like fix this. Like if you didn't have pain, we'd probably be pretty fucked, dude, because – True. We feel – we wouldn't feel whenever anything's wrong. We're, your hands on the hot stove. Yes, just Keeping dude. it there. Like it there. Your, your hand would still get fucked up, dude. It's, like, it's it harming your body burned, right now. It would get burned as shit, dude. It would be burned, but – you would have pain. So, like, actually, it'd be worse for you to have burns without pain because all pain is is just telling you something's wrong. So that's what I think people have to understand. They, they think would you know, say the same? God's out to get them, but it's really not true. He's just trying to tell you through pain and through your selfishness. It's really that you need the opposite. But selfishness itself, itself is that people think they need more, but it's not. It's really just your body saying, hey, I mean, if you look at it in a good way like that, it, it of itself is you think you need more. But really, it's, you, you need more of something else. I think you're a spiritual type of energy or so you know what i mean like you okay, okay. not like money i mean you might need more money like if, if you don't have any money i mean you need money to like live it's not it's just not going to be greedy with money and stuff like that i think is when you find a greater sense of happiness okay okay yeah dude but that gets weird how you were talking about dude like we were just saying how um you have just like pain or like un- uncomfortable ability or just selfishness is really if you look at it a good way just your body telling you you're lacking something. So you like to look at it as like a form of communication almost from a higher power. Or yes. The, well, whether it's physical, it's a, it's a communication from the external world to your body. Hey, don't touch that burning stove. Would you say the same thing mentally? So if you're having mental pain, like maybe depression, for example. Yes. You know, dude, I think um, the, the weird part about that is is that depression seems to be a two-way street where it's – it can be brain chemical. Like you can be lacking a brain chemical, and if you're lacking sure. brain chemicals, that means there is a bit of a physical aspect that needs to be like looked at, like maybe with medication and stuff. You know what I mean? How some people might take uh, like anti-anxiety medication or medication. I know like for depression and things, and it seems to work. But what I've noticed too, and I've know I've heard a lot of like um, philosophers talk on this, is that like it's it's not like an instant thing where you could pop a pill and it changes but like if you really start to like be consistent and apply like just really being a good human and always like just trying to focus on good thoughts and really genuinely trying to do that in uh-huh. a good way and i think it's easiest when that's the easiest thing to do when you're like really care about everybody else around you because that itself gives off like a really good sense of happiness okay i think then you can uh I think I think then it's a lot easier to not be depressed because if you're always doing good and stuff, I think 
then you naturally will feel good. But I think the thing is, um, it's like I was saying, the two-way street where some people, have brain, sense. some people have brain chemical imbalances and other people just like think bad thoughts all the time. Okay, so let's talk slowly like the people that, that are depressed with, let's say there's no like neurological imbalance or anything. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So like if there's no chemical imbalance, I think the chemical imbalance, I don't know though, but I think if you were to just like consistently be self-aware and, and try to like change the way your brain works and meditation helps with this a lot and stuff too. I think, I hope at least, I think the brain chemical part might get better, but I think that's something people need to hit a psychiatrist with. But yeah, dude, I think without the brain chemical part, I think then we see if there's no brain chemical side of it, then it's all controlled by your perception. So then happiness right. is just a result. Like we were talking earlier, how uh, you know a lot of people who are like really poor, say in like certain countries in Africa, for example, they uh, some of my friends have studied abroad there, and those people don't have not even half of what we have in terms of like great homes, um, possibilities. You know what I mean? Even with jobs, like they, but still, they're still some of the happiest people on earth. Right. Yet they lack what a lot of people, a lot of people here, you know, classify as things that are like really important. And even a lot of times, one of my buddies on my soccer team, he. Uh, he studied in Tanzania and he said that like these people who like they lived in like literally really low economical homes like I mean they'd be living in like 30 people in like a you know a two bedroom home right but that's one of the things is they're living with 30 people and it's all their family in the two bedroom home and even though they don't have money that he said they still are so happy they're all crammed in that's there crazy but man. it's because they choose to be happy man and like they don't they don't really want anything they don't want anything they literally are so satisfied with what they have and I think that's what, what you're talking about is like you know, uh, like selfishness. Sometimes it's really just a higher sense of, of, you know, whatever is up there telling you, hey, you need to change a little bit. But, um, you know, like when you're already doing good, like a lot of these people are, they don't, they don't want anything. Like they're already happy. They're already loving. They realize the blessings that they have. So I think it's like hard to be hateful when you're grateful. That's what I'm going to quote my hey, dad. Rhymes says, too. Okay. Because like it's kind of true, bro. Like if you are grateful. Hard to be hateful when you're grateful. Yeah, dude. My grandma I love that. that. Yeah, I love bro. that. Because when you think of it, like, dude, like, you ever heard of the people, like, I count my blessings every day, and those people that say that, and they're always so happy? Like, you realize that, like, it's kind of just being aware of, like, all the beauty in your life. Because when you're aware of all the stuff that isn't beautiful, like, actually, like, you create that through your thoughts, you know what I mean? You create your thinking, it's so bad, it actually, it, it manifests itself. Right. It's always working, you know what I mean? So... It's very interesting, bro. I like that thought a lot. Yeah, dude, because like I, like we were saying kind of earlier too. A lot of references, dude. I'm almost like we're saying earlier. But like, <laughs> yeah, dude, like um, how like darkness is just a lack of light. Like um, it is hard to be hateful when you're grateful because hate's kind of just a lack of like, you know, what gratefulness is, just happiness and like good itself. So yeah, dude, my grandma actually says it all the time, dude. She, I think, I think she said, um, she was, she's a recovering alcoholic. So she said that. When she went to like AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, and like rehab, and so she said that like uh, that quote helped her like a lot. Was that the theme kind of? Kind of, yeah. She said that was a lady like some. I think one of like her, uh, I guess, co people that she was with, like doing this all those programs together, um, said, and she was like that really helped me a lot because I was always thinking everything was so bad, oh. and my outlook on life was like really troubling because I was going through a lot emotionally and I was like that is really right. true you know what I mean so it's very interesting it's crazy how just a combination of words can inspire really? lasting change like isn't that. that so weird to me like in I, I just think literally that's so weird how like uh, just just the power of thoughts like how uh, like just one of those quotes can like truthfully help me like uh, us understand so much just like it really makes you want to be more grateful because you're like, I can control that actually. You know what I mean? Like, True. I can help myself be more happy. by. And that's a skill. That's, if there's anything I've it is acquired. This year, it's, it's, yes. Dude, I, it's, yeah, it, it's a skill that you have to apply constantly it to is, get bro. better at. Gratitude's hard. It is tough. But at the same time, it's so simple. 
It is, dude. And that's what the thing is, dude. It's like, and that's where like um, the hard, the hard part is, is at the beginning, dude. And like how kind of society and stuff has programmed us to like think a certain way and which is a lot of times negative. Like we don't think that we're, I guess, worthy of, uh, you know, I guess all this good that is all around us, but it's, it's always around you. It's just about tuning in. You know what I mean? Totally. Totally. Yeah, bro. Yeah. It's, it's tuning in. I like that. Too. Yeah, dude. You just got to like tune into the, uh, the frequency, bro. You know? And it's good. I mean, we've all been in negative spirals. Something goes wrong. You're like, fuck this. Fuck this. Yeah, I'm dude. Gone. Yes, dude. And that's like, I think that has a, that, that has a lot to do with it. It's like, you know, I mean, a lot of people like consent. They just say, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care anymore. And like, it's a good sense not to care about the bad. But it's a good thing to care about the good because if you care about something, it's it's kind of motivation. So it motivates you to move more good. Absolutely. Yeah, bro. So, yeah. Very interesting, man. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, dude. Hateful. Yeah, hate. It's hard to be hateful when you're grateful. It's kind of cheesy, bro. Like, I admit, like, it is a little bit of a cheesy, it little sounds like a cheesy phrase, but it's helpful, dude. I mean, it really is. So let me ask you this. Do you consider yourself to be the hero or the victim to your own story? Oh, man, dude. Like, I think... The thing is with me, dude, is like, I, right now, I don't really have like a story. Like it wouldn't be, you know, something like Harry Potter, dude, like where he came up with the lightning bolt. Like he had a really tough, like childhood. Do you think that's because you're comparing yourself to him? Like maybe a greater story? Yeah, dude. I think I was kind of, yeah, like I was kind of, I don't really compare myself to anyone, but the thing like in terms of like a cinematic, you know, storyline, I don't really have that with my life. Like my life really, it's not like. You know how a lot of people say they were on the wrong path and then bang, like a you know, lightning bolt came down to the sky, like some big moment happened. With me, like, I don't really, I think I don't really have a story yet that most people would view as, you know, like that story, like in quotations, like that right. story, that big time thing. Because my life really. Well, everybody's got a story. In yeah, that way. and that's like the thing too, though. Like, I was just thinking about that. It's like, we all do have a story. It's just what we think that story is. Like, I was just saying, mine isn't like, you know, a big cinematic type of thing where you could be like oh this event totally changed my life like it came out of nowhere like some miracle like that hasn't happened with my life like uh but i said th- you know one thing though like i think that in my life really like influenced me was i had a uh, teacher in high school that i think just this objectively kind of in a really you know basic term helped me was he just uh he was my theology teacher for like uh you know like philo- it was for philosophy and like christian vocations and stuff and like i'm a christian but, like, I respect, like, all religions, and they all have, like, a tons in common, dude. Like, really, they're all just about a good higher power. And, you know, I think if anybody practices, like, any religion and they just – they want good and love, I think that's all that really matters. But he he taught me, like, just a lot of cool truths objectively just about philosophy and stuff and how, like, uh, you know, I mean, good is kind of a universal thing. And he just got me really thinking because at, at that point in my life, I really wasn't in any form attributed to, like, what consciousness is and thinking at all. And now, like, that has kind of made its way into, like, um, some of the music that I've been writing. Uh, and, like, turn, it's a lot different. So it's, it's more made, philosophical. It's gotten it's, a lot deeper than just the surface. Yes, dude. And like, you've gotten deeper as a person. Much deeper, dude. Like, if you were to talk to me, like, six, five or six years ago, dude, even, like, four years ago, like, I would have been totally kind of, like, not into thinking in a, in a philosophical way at all. And when I, I found out how much it benefits me and how now it can like benefit other people. So it's motivated me to like, even like I said, like probably start a podcast, right. you know, talk about some of this stuff in my music because those are platforms in like motivate people. Well, that would probably lead you to be even more philosophical. Yeah. Likely. Where you can learn more. But that was like that theology teacher. I'd say uh, his name's Mr. Nathan. I call him cause his name, I call him Mr. Nathan door because that's what it is on my phone. But his name, his name's Nathan door, dude. But yeah, he's a really smart guy. He was a seminarian at one time, and he's got his—he's actually got his master's degree in theology. So he's pretty smart, dude. I think he's going for his doctorate now. But 
He's a really intelligent guy, dude. He's a teacher actually at St. Dominic, so but he's a really, really smart guy. And he was, I think, the first person in terms of a teacher where like, I was really influenced. And now it's kind of just motivated me to like read more books, listen to podcasts. Things like that, dude. But I think he the, sparks your curiosity. Yeah, dude. That's crazy. It's, he was like, the, I know it's like mean. a spark, dude. Like it really is, like you know, like if you're light a candle or something like that. Like you need something to light it. Like you know what I mean? It's like already there, but you need something to kind of like start the fuse, bro. I had a similar experience. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting how how just a few different like thoughts can just lead you to be more of a thought provoking person and spark yes, this curiosity dude. within you. Yeah, bro. And that's like what? It, yeah, like I think. Um, we all have so much. It's just we need to kind of find that spark, dude. Because, you know, we have all this, but it's nothing if we don't find that spark. Totally. And that and spark is just... haven't been lit up yet. They're... Yes, dude. And that's the thing, dude. It's like a lot of people, I think the thing is they doubt themselves so much. And that doubt creates like its own reality. But it only exists because you want it to. So, like, a lot of people, you know, you see them on stage and stuff and they're singing. And they're not fearful at all of what people think. Uh-huh. Because a lot of times, like, you know, I mean... When you when you think like that, you see that, you know, what people think really doesn't matter because it's only what you think in the end. Totally. Because and then when you think like that, you actually are more confident, comfortable, and then people really don't think that bad of you anyway. You're like, because you're like, he's pretty good at what he does, you know. But so I, it's yeah, it's I think uh, outlooks are 100% your opinion. It's just you know, there's sometimes a lot of things going on in people's lives where it is pretty troubling, you know, like death and things like that. Where it's it's hard, and then it's a little maybe a little more than that than. Just like an outlook, but still, yeah. But then, but then that gives sometimes on the on the original question that gives uh-huh. a lot of people the outlet to like consider themselves the victim. Like, yes, for example, like like as you know, like my great grandma passed away. Which, yes. Let, let's say I was closer to her, like emotionally, and let's say this is really affecting me, like traumatically, uh, and just the in the funeral, I'm just really sad and. I, then I let this become an outlet for me to be play the victim role yes, instead dude. of just considering myself the hero to my own story. Uh-huh. And that's the thing, dude. I think in a lot of terms, like in terms of the mind and emotion, you know, like a lot of time, I mean, if you were like in, in the victim of like a real crime, you'd like be a legit victim. But like in terms of the mind, I think a lot of it's like artificially made. It's like we're not a victim. We're only a victim, I guess, if we think we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So because, it's a conscious choice. Yes, dude. And like optimism, I think, is like the opposite of like being a victim because it's like looking above it and like Fuck seeing the yeah. good in it. So like you can counteract things that are bad with like another good and like defeat them. Totally. So totally. like I think there's antidotes for that in your mind. It's just kind of about being aware and, and patient like too, bro, because it all doesn't come at the beginning and everybody works at a different pace. True, so that's true. why, like, I think patience is a good virtue. But if you work consistently, I think you'll get to a goal. Something I struggle with, patience. It's yeah, hard. bro. It's hard. Really tough, dude, because, I mean, there's so many emotions going through you, so many thoughts that influence emotions. And, like, patience is tough, bro, because it's just – it's hard, I mean, waiting for things when you want them now. You know what I mean? And that kind of is more motivation. But, yeah, patience is tough, bro. That's why it's a virtue. When yeah. you want them now, yeah. I know, dude. Well, so. back to what you were saying on self doubt. Mm-hmm. That's that's another uh, that's a gift that I definitely have in myself. Like I've never really struggled too much with self confidence or anything like that. That is a gift, bro. If anything, I've struggled with was uh, that I've worked on a lot, like over the past year or two, is uh, humility. But I, I really yes. wanted to distill that because, dude, like I I genuinely believe anybody can do anything. Like yes, anything. And I think the thing is, dude, it's that like the thinking, you know, really thinking like that. For a lot of people, I mean, it really takes a lot of time because doubts 
kind of kill that. They kill that. You know what I mean? And they it's can like consume any any proactive thinking you can yes, have. Yes, dude. It's like a cancer like of the mind almost. Like doubt really is because like it really just kills what's like trying to grow for the good. You know what I mean? It's like a pesticide on like a yes. on like some type of poison on a plant, dude. Like the plant's trying to grow, you know what I mean, dude? But this poison's like just fucking it up and stuff. So dude, like um I think we have to we have to look at doubt that way and see like where it exists because I think a lot of people they might think a lot of these negative emotions they don't even look at them like as doubt they just think they're like supposed to be there in their brain like they've been there so long these doubt and that's where it's hard to come in because you really have to like rewire your brain when you're trying to think like this and it's right. hardest at the beginning because your brain wants to fall into these old habits but if you can like just view like anytime just say to yourself like anytime any any i say like i say this and it helps me like anytime any bad comes into my brain help me to realize it because doubt is a is a form of bad so if doubt or any other type of identifiable like bad i guess vibe or energy comes into your brain or thought just help to be aware of it and when you're aware of it then you can kind of kick it out you like get out you know what i mean like totally, i see totally. who you are but if you don't see it you know what i mean then it's hard to like really identify it so i think um when you just classify things as bad and good the good comes with all good the bad comes with all bad it's easier instead of just thinking so like exactly doubt because doubt is bad but when you just think of if anything bad comes in my brain help me to just think good instead and eventually, like, it'll be easier. Your brain will change and then only think a lot of good stuff and bad will come in your brain because you've, you've you slashed it out for so long. Positive. The, the optimism is a habit. It's yes, a habit. dude. Yeah, bro. It's habitual thinking. Yes, okay. dude. Like, if you were to think of it, it helps you to think of this, like, like, a lot of things metaphorically. So if you were to think of, like, you know, doubt or anything bad in your brain is, like, a big spider web in your house. Say, like, in that corner over there, there's a corner over there. Say, like, there's a huge spider web there okay. filled with, like, thousands of spiders. Like, that might not all... They might come back. You know what I mean? They might, like, they might keep coming back a little bit because they want to be in here and they, that's where their home is. Totally. But eventually, if you keep exterminating them with, like, poison, they'll be forced to be killed, I guess, or, like, not be there anymore. They'll want to go somewhere else. I think the same with bad, like, in bad stuff and, like, you know, evil. Like, if you keep, like, mentally, you know, in your brain, like, realizing they're there... And seeing good instead of bad, and every time that happens, you get rid of it. I think eventually they won't be there anymore. That's where self awareness comes in, dude. That parasite might still live on, yes, but in in another form or something. Not within you, not within you. Yes, you can dude. Consciously control that. Yes, that, that that's not going to be something that's going to enter your consciousness. Yes, dude. And that's where like um like the universal aspect of like like I'm saying like on a holistic scale like the thing I think a lot of religions have in common, like they might be specific like um. You know, like Catholicism and Christianity talks about like the devil. Well, like um, I know like Hindu and stuff. They have like different forms. Like evil can manifest in like different forms. Like okay. they might have like the god of destruction, like Shiva or something. Like I'm saying, like Maybe there's many different things. Revenge, superstition, yes. fear. They come in different forms. Hatred. Okay. And that's like what I think. Um, like, like uh, we were talking about before. Like in, in religion, like universally, a lot of these like bad vibes could just be like you know, like the devil, like. He could just be identified as, uh, you know, one of these things. You know what I mean? Like, just bad energy. Like, the devil just could be... I think, me personally, I'm not going to get into my personal beliefs, like, but I'm just saying, I think, on a holistic scale, like, how all these religions have, like, you know, senses, like, similarities of, like, dark energies and stuff. I think those, like, just those, you know, those things we use, like, demons and things, they could possibly just... I mean, I believe, personally, myself, like, I believe maybe there's something else there, too. Like, in terms of, I don't know, like, ghosts, that's a whole new thing. You know, like, ghosts and spirits and demons. But... I think they can be identified a lot of times as like just bad energy and bad thoughts and stuff. Totally. And when you get rid of those, you can just be purely in good. And I know I said that really confusingly, but I was trying to like kind of digest and like, you know, um, break down a lot of these thoughts in my brain. But yeah, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so in the most 
that, that was kind of a confusing way in which I said it, but yeah. No, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool, bro. <laughs> but yeah, dude. Is it, well, is there anything else you want to talk about? You know, man, not really. I mean, that was, that was pretty, pretty in-depth on a lot of things, but uh, not really, bro. I mean, that's pretty much it thanks for having me on man i appreciate it dude yeah thank you for yeah, coming dude, on no problem bro it's been fun man thank you it's a good time so yes sir well yeah if you how far are we making one one hour seven minutes that's actually about the time i'm shooting for a okay, little cool, over bro. an hour wonderful man yeah dude it's been fun so i well, appreciate it bro yeah thank you thank yeah. you yeah if you uh, i'm gonna thank the viewers if you guys made it this far i really really yeah. appreciate your time I uh, hope you really enjoyed it as much as I did, and I know Colin did as well. Yeah, dude. It was a lot of confusing subjects, and I know that's what Jordan kind of wanted to ask me is uh, a lot of more, like, philosophical like stuff. thought-provoking. Thought-provoking stuff, exactly, dude. And I know a lot of people probably, like, aren't inclined to, like, maybe not inclined to, like, certain that way of thinking or, you know, might have came off as a little, like, strange to be, like, talking about stuff like that. But uh, I'm just, like, philosophy and stuff, dude, like, really, it really personally, I, just from my point of view, like, it helped me because it kind of, like, gave me you know, antidotes and foundations to go off mentally that helped really change my life for the better. So spark that curiosity. Yes, that was dude. that it, and it's hard to be hateful when you're grateful. Yes. It Those is, are my dude. two favorite things. Yes. In this podcast. Yeah, bro. Because it really is dude. Like, um, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, we just, and we said this, like I said, this probably, I was probably, probably pretty annoying with it. I said like 10 times referring back to it, but like repetition. You know, I like it. Yes, I like it. Yeah. Rep, yeah, exactly. Dude. But like, uh, yeah, like, like if you have like you know a light lighting up like a lamp, the darkness isn't going to exist because that's not darkness isn't like a, a light portrayed on something. It's like a lack of light. So if you're just always in the realm of good, dude, like bad won't exist because you are just you're, you're focused on doing good and you're you know vibrating that. So and you can choose where you shift your focus. Yeah, you can, bro. And it's really hard at the beginning because you know you're not as powerful at the beginning and it's hard because you fall back into habit and doubt. But the key is consistency, and I think if you do that. 